0: This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and
1: WNBF.com. The Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Views expressed here in this program do not necessarily reflect those of this station, a staff management, or a news department. Michael Grasso from the Roberson Museum and Science Center. I had to get the disclaimer in there ahead of time because I've been so bad, I keep forgetting to put that at the end of the program when we get talking, so...
0: That's it's easy to do. But hi, Kathy. How are you?
1: Yeah, that's out of the way. Hey, how are you guys doing? I think the last time we talked, there was a, still a whole bunch of restrictions and maybe you we're just starting to open things up uh like Christmas time with still uh, kind of regulating how many people could go through the museum for um, home for the holidays and things. So how are things these days as far as uh, people getting to visit the mansion and all the great displays and exhibits that are, you know, part of our our culture and our heritage and our pride on Front Street in Binghamton?
0: Well, things are pretty good. We are very busy. Uh, We have invited school groups back again, which has been fabulous. We are nearly entirely booked for all of April, May, and June. So it's nice to have teachers and school kids back in the halls again, going to programs, learning things, visiting the planetarium. Um, So I'm not going to say that things are 100% back to normal, but we we are... trucking along and things are pretty darn good.
1: Well from day to day you can't even say anymore I swear even though we think that things have have pretty much evened out a little bit um, it, it seems like every day we get a new advisory from the CDC or even from the county level that about changes and concerns and and all that kind of thing. I guess the the thing now is people weighing their own personal comfort level on how they want to be as far as masking and that stuff. But what do you guys have for protocols at the museum that people should be aware of?
0: So we tend to follow the guidance and the restrictions that have been provided by whatever level of government decides to provide them. And right now we don't have a masking requirement at the museum. Certainly we encourage anyone who is not feeling well to stay home and people are welcome to wear masks if it makes them more comfortable. We also have some at the admissions desk if someone forgets one but would like to wear one. Perfectly fine. Um, but we are—we have loosened all of our restrictions, just like the government mandates have recommended, and um, things are are looking a little bit more normal now obviously we still encourage everyone to get vaccinated and boosted Um, as a science center we follow the science so we think that's important Um, but at this point it's business as usual for the most part
1: well, you have a a historic structure uh obviously there's so much you can do with updates and upgrades and maintaining the integrity of the historic nature of especially the mansion uh Has that been a challenge through this whole thing with getting the air exchanges and all that It's not exactly like you're a concert venue where people are under each other's armpits and you know <laughs> i I have not seen a mosh pit in the ballroom at the Robertson <laughs> mansion any time recently.
0: Not recently, but I have seen some pretty intense wedding parties up there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, that's Uh, true. That is true.
0: (sighs) So, yeah, things have been a little bit tricky for us. Now, in the main part of the museum, obviously, we were able to bring in additional fresh air and increase the air filtration system and all of that. Um, The mansion, believe it or not, still runs on a steam boiler just like it did back in 1906 when the mansion was built. Uh, It's a different steam boiler, but it the same technology. Wow. So that's been a little bit trickier, and in the mansion we had to really crack down on making sure that people were staying a good distance apart from each other. But as you know, the house is huge, so it's not that hard to find a room of your own if you really need to. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, I love that place. Um, let's talk about some. If people maybe are new to the area or or haven't aren't familiar with the background and and such there are some permanent displays and some things that are always a treasure um the the local history i know when i was a kid that was really fascinating to see the link simulator and of course the organ and everything else so let's talk about some of the permanent stuff that people can find and we'll talk about some of the stuff that's on display right now
0: love to on permanent exhibition we have a community favorite the train room in the Dickinson Gallery. So the train room is right when you walk in. It features like a 1940s, 1950s era regional display of Binghamton, Johnson City, Endicott, um, but also a few places in PA that will look familiar. If you look around in that train display, a lot of the buildings are representative of actual buildings in our area, whether it's the Number 5 Firehouse or Robertson Mansion. Um, People really get a kick out of doing kind of a, a, an I spy game in there. Um, people love trains. So that is still up. We also have our Nature Trek exhibition featuring mounted specimens of local flora and fauna, um, all from the Lee Loomis collection of taxidermied animals, and that has great content in it. Um, it's also really interesting. You get to see some of these animals up close that you might see in your backyard here. Then moving up to the second floor, like you said, the Link Simulator, which is right outside of the Link Planetarium, which is always on. Um, the Link Planetarium actually recently got an upgrade, so it's now full 4K HD, very fancy, um, and the the videos that we can show in there are just incredible. It's a long way from the old um, the old Star Ball that we used to have many many years ago. Hmm. So that is very cool. Um, we've recently upgraded our Haudenosaunee People of the Longhouse exhibition. So, a lot of people remember that from fourth grade if you grew up in the region. <laughs> Every fourth grader goes to Rokerson.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: um, that has been recently upgraded thanks well, where, to some generous sponsors. Well, where you
1: guys are located, there's it's not unusual. And, and many times over the past years, there have been active archaeological digs going on right basically on the riverbank there.
0: It, that's absolutely true. Even right in our parking lot there, we have a an embankment that has been um excavated in previous years, and there's even a little book about that that we uh, sell in the gift shop. Um, it's a very cool area, and right now we are working on expanding that new exhibition so that people can see some of the objects that were dug up out of the ground in that exhibition, so people will be able to pull out drawers and see all the little bits and pieces of things that Uh, were uncovered from that excavation. It's pretty cool.
1: That's pretty unique. I mean, you go to a lot of museums and a lot of places, especially, you know, if you go to, say, the Smithsonian. It's not stuff that's been pulled out of the ground right there. It's from, you know, you're learning about kind of distant history. But this is literally underfoot.
0: Literally underfoot. And one of the things that we are really proud of is the – the work that was done by one of our consultants, who's from the Onondaga Nation. Um, so this is this is truly local and regional history, right, about where all of us live and work. It's pretty incredible.
1: No, a lot of people, when they think museums, they think art. And we're talking a lot of history right now, but does Robertson Museum also have art?
0: Indeed we do. We actually have several exhibitions up right now that are very much of a fine art um, genre. And one of them is uh, kind of a tongue-in-cheek title called Painted Ladies. Um, Painted Ladies traditionally refers to Victorian homes that were painted brightly colored, but this is actually a, uh, a small collection of portraits of females from that era.
1: Oh, That is a little twist.
0: It is a little twist. Our exhibition, Steve, is very clever. Um, And right next door to that is another exhibition called People, and it is different representations of the human form. So we've got some sculpture. There's some paintings, some drawings. Um, A couple of the paintings are just massive. I mean, five or six feet tall. And then some of them are very tiny, but they're all representative of the human form. And it's a really great way to look at, art throughout history, because some of it's contemporary, some of it goes back to the 1800s.
1: I know well, a couple of years ago, you had an, a, an exhibit about um, the immigrant community. And that was that was something that was, I, I find local history is more appealing, maybe it's just me. And I notice a lot of the things that are at the museum do have that local leaning. Um, the, the through an open window exhibit, um, I, I'm thinking about as well. That's photography, right?
0: It is. That is from a local photographer, Bruce Wrighton. Uh, Bruce was a very active photographer in our area back in the 80s and early 90s, um, and did these phenomenal slice-of-life portraits. And um, I'm a car guy, so there's there's actually some great photographs of classic vehicles, too, but yeah, that is also currently up, and these pictures are just incredible. They're large format. Some of them. Um, so he took these with like one of those giant cameras that stands on a tripod. And and reading about the story of how he took the photos and why he took them is it just adds to the the quality of the imagery that you're seeing
1: a lot of times when you see something that's something that you've passed by every day like the greyhound bus station you don't really notice it but when you see it presented in the form of art you know art deco the design of that building and everything it kind of gives you a greater appreciation of basic stuff that's around you in in downtown and all around our area that it is actually artistic
0: yeah, absolutely. And one of the, one of my favorite expressions is that art is everywhere. No matter where you go, you could not function your daily life without art, whether it's the industrial designer who designed your vehicle or the architect who helped build the house that you live in. Um, there's, there's art everywhere. And if you just look around the room that you're in right now, You will see elements of that, and that's what's so wonderful about artists, including photographers, is they see these things and they recognize them as the art form that they are. So it's making art out of art that already exists.
1: And some art's not better than others, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> let's Before we run out of time, let's talk about the summer camps. Uh, that, that was another thing that kind of got waylaid by a by nasty little bug that was going around. Let's talk about the <laughs> summer camp program.
0: Right. Every year, Roberson hosts summer camp programs for grade school kids. Um they have become very popular because every week we have a different theme. So the theme could be photography, and we explore the science and the art of taking photos. Another could be um, you know, nature-related, so we, we do a water, uh, water-related section for summer camp. Then there's um, just kind of fine art drawing sections Um, I think there's a space week that gets done, too. So um, there's really something for every kid's interest out there, and um, those spots do tend to fill up pretty quickly. So um, I honestly, at this point, I'm not even sure. Let's see, we're in April now, and they start in June. Registrations are already underway.
1: Okay. If people want to find out more about uh, some of the exhibits that are going on now, uh, maybe some future fundraising that you guys have. You just had a big event uh, not too long ago that um, was a huge success, I understand. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get to go. But 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 if people want to find out, like, planetarium schedules, the museum hours, and the admission and all that kind of stuff, how do they find uh, all that details out?
0: Well, folks with computer and Internet access can go to Roberson.org, which is remarkably similar to Roberson.org. And if you do not have Internet access, then um, calling the museum will get you to a person who can answer all of your questions, whether it's about our hours of operation or more details on summer camps or the new Clayworks class that we are offering in our pottery studio. Um, you can reach us at 607-607.
1: and lots of stuff in the future as we move through the summer and it's going to be a, a great time to be back outside and back inside and back in some of the classes at Robertson Museum and Science Center on Front Street thank you so much for being my guest today
0: my pleasure thank you
1: this has been the Southern Tier Close Up a weekly public affairs presentation of this station this program was recorded for broadcast at this time I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close Up Are you a local business?